0: Amen. On a Sunday like this one where we're all truly in a liminal a liminal time, a time of transition, I needed to prepare this sermon to be inspirational. But first, I needed a little inspiration. So I consulted songs, and prayers, and philosophical quotes, but I found one for myself, and I found one for you too, and it's this. Congratulations, today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. (laughs) That, of course, is Dr. Seuss. So, let's all take a deep breath, and reflect on what God is intending to show us today. About eight years ago, a group of 34 pilgrims from Trinity Cathedral went to the Holy Land. And one of the highlights of that pilgrimage was we got to take a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. And while we were on that boat, two of the guides that were with us on the boat decided to cast their nets and go fishing. They used similar nets that were used in the first century. And so they untangled this large woven piece of netting and threw it as hard as they could and cast it off into the sea. To fish this way, back way back then and now, is a leap of faith. You're casting it in hopes that you'll get a good catch, maybe even a great one. But it always starts by casting the net throwing it as far as you can in the water to see what you'll get. And so in today's story, Jesus happens to encounter several fishermen, two who are casting their nets and two who are mending theirs. And Mark's gospel tells us that he calls them and they cast their nets aside and leave everything and follow. We know how the story plays out. These four, along with eight others, become Jesus's apostles and they eventually go to every part of the known world that they can to share what they experienced and they literally change the entire world order as we know it today. But it starts by answering a call, casting off nets and following, off to great places, off and away. Answering a call and following Jesus will take you on your wildest journeys imaginable. When I was first asked by then Bishop Kirk Smith to consider applying for this position in Phoenix, my response was, sounds like a great church, but why on earth would I ever move to Arizona? I lived in California at the time, I liked the ocean a lot. And if you had told me at the time of my ordination in 2009, that I would eventually move to Phoenix for the sake of ministry, I would have told you that you were absolutely out of your mind. (laughs) But here's the thing. I decided to approach this whole situation with genuine curiosity. And I traveled to Phoenix, and I met some pretty spectacular people at that first interview. Some of you are here today. And I realized that I needed to pay attention because not only was something very special going on, but God was very much active among the group of people that I met, the people of Trinity Cathedral. And so when Bishop Smith called me about four months later, I was initially told that I would hear in two weeks. I heard four months later. When Bishop Smith called and offered me the position, I didn't hesitate. I immediately said yes. I cast my nets of the past aside and off I went and began 10 full years of soul-filled, adventurous, sometimes a little whimsical, sometimes extremely intentional, and very full spirit-led ministry that has taken this community and instilled in us a sense of pride, a sense of community leadership, a sense of purpose, a purpose to be a shining light to the greater community. To practice every day, loving God with all our hearts, minds, and strength, and to practice loving our neighbors as ourselves. A huge task, but one in which we practiced. And in our practice together, we grew closer and closer together, and we grew in our capacity to love the world like God loves the world. All of us grew in love whenever we followed this call of love. All of us grew. Because this congregation cast a wide net, a wide net of welcome to grow our capacity to welcome absolutely everyone in this city that we know and love, this has been at the core of our ministry here. And out of that core, Out of that core, we've done some real, concrete, society-changing work. We've started with forging a meaningful school partnership with Garfield School. Incredible work that's still going on there. We have worked tirelessly for the full inclusion and full participation of absolutely everyone in society, including people in the LGBTQ community, people who are first-generation immigrants, people who are struggling to find adequate healthcare, housing, or food. We've established new partnerships with so many different organizations. And we've done something in each one of these areas that was intentional. And we continue to innovate and find new ways to help others. One thing I'm certain about is that this community, right here in this community, you will never stop trying to help more people to keep advocating for justice and equality, to keep pushing yourselves to stop at nothing until the kingdom of God as Jesus describes it, not as other people in society describe it, but as Jesus describes it, you will stop at nothing until the kingdom of God is fully encountered and fully realized, not for me or for you, but for everyone. And this work starts each and every time when we cast our nets and when we step onto this campus and we gather with others who are hearing this call of love and we start imagining new possibilities. And when we start hearing these possibilities that Jesus is calling us into, we go forward and we go onward to discover a new frontier, to to see new horizons that were actually beyond our sight, but now we're seeing them for the very first time because we answered a new call and we discovered something absolutely beautiful because we followed the love I have to take this opportunity to say thank you for an incredible journey, steering our beloved community into places where we might confront adversity or challenge, or even at its worst, hatred or mistrust. And we've been able to, time and time again, shower the situation with a loving response. Casting out blessing instead of condemnation. Shining light into the dark places of hurt and building bridges between communities who so desperately need to work together for the common good. To mend the nets of society and replace them with an abundance, an abundance that only by following the call of love will offer. And I said at at the beginning, this is a liminal time. It's a time of change. And all of you will be discerning how to refine your listening for that call to cast out the net again, how to grow as a community in love, as you call a new leader. This is a time of change, but it's also a time of discovery you have potential that you do not even realize. In this room right now, are people who have the most interesting and varied careers we can imagine. We have experts and city leaders, we have government officials, we have people who can actually make a difference in our world. And together, you can absolutely develop new concrete society-changing ministries. You know it takes a lot of knowledge, takes a lot of knowledge and expertise, but it takes a whole lot of determination, and it especially takes a whole lot of love. And today, that love, that invitation from Jesus is to follow the love, to cast the nets of the past aside, and to discover new worlds that you never even dared to dream existed, to be the salt of the earth and light to the world, to a new generation, to a new society, to a new community that you're the builders of, right here at the corner of Central and Roosevelt. You're the builders, the builders with Jesus of an ongoing beloved community a people who will immerse themselves in love each and every week so that your efforts, the things that you do, will not go unnoticed by others. All of us gathered here today are living proof that when we have heard the call of Jesus' love and when we have followed Jesus' love where it leads, we have literally changed the world for the better. And this is the work that I will leave you with, that I will leave you here with. Work that will help bring about more love, and more kindness, and more peace, and more compassion in a world that's literally crying out for it. You have this capacity. You have this capacity. You've been given every gift and talent and ability imaginable to make a concrete society-changing difference. And it starts by casting off nets and following the call of love. The sky's the limit in what we'll do. My ministry will diverge from here, from this beloved place, a place that has welcomed me, nurtured me, and helped me grow up in ways that I will never ever be able to repay my thanks to you, each and every one of you. You are all too wonderful, and you are so very precious in the sight of God." Don't forget that. You were all so very precious in the sight of God. God's purposes for you are always completely loving and you are called to always, even when it's hard, you're called to always follow the love. Yes, it's hard to say goodbye, very, but we still have a mission to accomplish. You have your mission here at Trinity, and I will have mine now with the Episcopal Evangelism Society, but we have the same mission to follow the love. Because when we do this, when we follow the love, we're going to dream new dreams, imagine new possibilities for our world, and discover the most incredible things that are right before our eyes. And so in conclusion, I will say thank you and farewell. And I'll also go to a little bit more paraphrasing of Dr. Seuss, because why not? And will we succeed? Yes, we will indeed. 98 and three-quarter percent guaranteed. So be your name Buxbaum or Bixby or Bray, or Mordecai Alley Van Allen O'Shea, you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So follow the love and get on your way.